Welcome to Letterbox Foot Club. My name is Claire. And I'm Mackenzie. We're not going to trick them today, Kenzie. <laughs> oh, no. I, could, I could sense I was, the disappointment. <laughs> I was throwing up. I was like, do I say I'm Eric? <laughs> oh, it could be a new thing we could introduce just for yeah. a bit of fun. We, and we could be like, this is who I like connected to in the book the most. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Maybe next time. Maybe when this series is over, but like next time. Next yeah, book. Yeah. <laughs> All right, cool, cool. Maybe. All right, uh, yeah. <laughs> As I was. Today we are. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, I don't know. I'm off my groove. Yeah, and today we are discussing Destined, which is the ninth, I think. Ninth. Ninth book. Yes, We're, we so, are so close, I can taste it. Yeah, no, I can taste the freedom. <laughs> um, by PC Casting, Christian Cast, as we are aware. The authors have not changed throughout the entire series, so sorry if you keep getting to. They should have. <laughs> bit, bit of conflict. Throw them under the bus. Um, and when Kenzie's finished eating her mango, she can read us the blurb. <laughs> How is the mango? It is delicious. It's a good mango. Everyone listening, it is a Calypso mango. I used to be a Kensington Pride kind of gal, but then uh, my eyes were open to Calypso. And at Aldi, you can get a four pack for $12. Calypso sponsor us. <laughs> Calypso mango sponsor me, please. <laughs> right, when have you ready, Kenzie? Read the blurb. Okay. blurb. The burp. <laughs> Can't talk. I don't know what's going on. Um, it is. We're off schedule. We're doing this on a random night, so in yeah. a random time. I get it. Um, Good vibes, new though. Forcing... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I knew forcing a confrontation with Nefret here and now wasn't smart, but I couldn't stop myself. Zoe finds herself weakened, this time by the brutal death of her mother. While Nefret gathers the forces of darkness, Zoe must battle grief to rally her own troops, not least Stevie Ray and her newly human consort, Rafaim, who has finally turned his back on his cruel immortal father, Kelowna. Working to create chaos at the House of Night, Nefret has joined with the White Bull of Pure Evil to create a vessel of darkness, a beautiful boy named Oryx. Yet this strange, dark creature is somehow drawn to be near Zoe and even to protect her ellipses. I wonder why. <laughs> Gee, I can't imagine why that would be happening. Alrighty, thoughts, feelings, emotions. Kenzie, let's go. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> no, um, it's a book. I actually enjoyed this. I feel like this is where things are like starting to pick up again. Um, you can tell that like the end is nigh. Um, I feel like that was like four books ago though. <laughs> <laughs> I know the end is nigh is always happening. Um, I think it really helped that it was in twelve point of views. <laughs> no, because yeah, just, it just sure. really um, uh, split up the monotony of this shit. <laughs> Oh my god. I love the honesty though. I love the honesty. Um, I also feel I wish that this had been a hmm five book series and that they were just a bit bigger because then there wouldn't be so many things. Because again, uh it is picking up, but I feel like now finally because they did um something at the end that we'll get into, like a lot of people now see Nefret for who she is. And it's like it should not have taken pardon me, it should not have taken this long. Yeah. I agree with that. But I still enjoyed it, and I was like, okay, I'm actually interested to see what happens now beyond this point. Instead of like, oh, do we have to read the next ones? For sure, for sure. My thoughts, feelings, emotions. I just want to quickly reassure you, like, it was a good idea to read this series, but I'm happy for it to be done. I'm over it. I, yeah, look, <laughs> going into this, I 
was still like, oh, I really liked this when I was younger. Um, And because I hadn't read it all, like, I can't remember what happens. Like, and I don't know what happens. And now I wish I could go back (laughs) and punch myself in the face and say, do not suggest this series. (laughs) I feel like if we were to, like, go back in time and try this out again, I would definitely have done three book intervals and then a break, three book break, instead of four, because four is a bit too long. Yeah. I also, like, yeah, wish we could have done, like, three and then done like a two-week break <laughs> yeah and yeah, like done sure. other I books that. yeah <laughs> i i get that but, but we are, well, it is what it is we are hustlers and we are grinders <laughs> exactly we were doing pretty well with pumping out like extra stuff amongst our already busy schedules yeah. so love that for us but yeah thoughts feelings emotions i i'm enjoying zoe's kind of main story taking a backseat for the moment even yeah. though like it's like the whole point um, I'm enjoying like Lenobia's point of view mm. and her kind of little story and now bouts of conflict. I'm still annoyed that like now Nefrit is actually yet causing chaos by doing XYZ things and she's actually yeah making moves but it sucks that it's taken nine books for her to do so. Yes. Um, and yeah very interesting that we have like a Shawnee chapter as well or point of views as well but like if we've learned anything from last book or the book before if a new character well, not a new character, but if uh, if there's a new point of view from, like, an old character, chances are they're going to probably die. Are you trying to think if she dies or not? She's not dead. I know not dead, but, like, it's the pattern that I've noticed, you know? Jack got a chapter, then he died. And I know Shawnee doesn't die in this chapter, but, like, it, uh, in this book, but, like, possible, huh? Do you want me to tell you? Uh, nah. Okay. Because... It takes a wild fucking turn. <laughs> <laughs> it takes a wild turn. Okay. I don't think you'll... Yeah, you'll be like, what the fuck? But yeah, I, I'm oddly quite intrigued by, like, Nefra's chapters because, you know, you don't always get, like, the villain's point of view and, like, how she's feeling and what she's willing to do or what she's willing to sacrifice, who she's willing to sacrifice. Mm. Everything, apparently. Yeah, and just her connection with, like, her new... Uh, her cons- She calls him a consort, but, like... She's, like, the acolyte of darkness. Yeah, but also, like, isn't that fucked? Because it's Heath and he is a teenager. (laughs) Oh, I meant the bull. Not not Aurochs, but the bull. But, yeah, it is pretty weird how, yeah, it seems like every sort of, like, I don't know, male partner relation, kind of, not, like, romantic relationship, but with Benefred has, like, with Kelowna, it was very kind of, like, sexual romantic. Even though we don't really see it, it is very heavily implied. Mm. Same thing with, like, the bull now. Like, there's a real heavy sense of sensuality towards it. Like, and, yeah, Lauren. And then, like, early on with Aurochs, mm. there seemed to be that, like, he might be, well, he was described as her new boy toy yeah. type of thing. So, like, so, yeah, her relationships with all these, like, figures aren't going too well. Yeah. And, um, or yeah, feeds off yeah, sensuality and sexuality. But yeah, I'm very intrigued again. Like the new point of views or the different point of views is what's like keeping the series together and alive. Because again, like they're reacting to everything yeah. chronologically and as it happens. Yeah, I just want the story to be over. Yeah. And then Kelowna does a fucking backflip. Yeah. But we'll talk about him later too. And I hate that Thanatos is the only one that like adult. Well, I suppose other than Lenobia. Lenobia. That believes them and, and dragon, but I mean, what a bitter end! Oh, I love, I loved kind of like dragon's conflict, but like he has a point. Yeah, like, Rafa- No matter how f- much, many times Raphael's forgiven for like killing Anastasia from Nyx, like mm. dragon is always gonna resent him and hate him, and like I loved that. I want to talk about with Raphael. We'll get into it. We'll talk about probably characters as they go, and then we'll just I have no free talk. Some qualms. 
Okay. Um, no, this is not a crime. First of all, I'm just thinking, like, how fucking weird would it be? Because, like, Raphael is, like, hundreds of years old or whatever. And he's done some shit stuff. Um, but how shit would it be <laughs> to, like, have all these, like, life, I guess, and then be like, lol, sucker, you're going to high school. <laughs> yeah, it's like the worst you're, punishment you, you can You are now get. 17 and you're going to high school. <laughs> yeah, that would suck. Yeah. It's the the worst punishment Nick's could ever give. Mm. I think it's more like, it's just his draw, drawing this into his human side and, like, his human side, you know, just isn't as, like, emotionally and, intelli- and intellectually developed in yeah, a way. Yeah, yeah. So, like, in that sense, no matter how old he is, he's still going to, I guess, be the mindset of a teenager. Yeah. Um, Perhaps. Do you want to hear my... Because in... Oh, hey, sorry, hey. sorry, quickly. But <laughs> in the um in the grand scheme of, like, immortality or living for long periods of time, he's probably the... He may be, like, hundreds of years old, but he's probably still equivalent to a teenager. Or am I just trying to justify this? I think you're trying to justify it because think of Twilight. <laughs> oh, yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, but yeah. I think it's more he just wants to connect with his human side, human and human experience, and that means going to high school and suffering in high school. Mm. I mean, I peaked in high school, so. I mean, yeah, this could be his time. Yeah. I think you're peaking at, like, a slow peak, you know? I don't... I don't... You, you do you. We can't go anywhere else. You're 26 and I'm my and I'm 25. Our brains have developed, Claire. <laughs> <laughs> this is no. it. This is it for us. This is it. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. All downhill from here. All downhill. No, I think I'm not going to feel old until I'm f- 53. Until my back and hips start really hurting. No, nah, like... my back's cooked already. <laughs> <laughs> That's a you problem. Mine's fine. <laughs> um, okay, let's go into some qualms that I have. Yes. Um, I need to look up when this was... Actually, it'll just be in the book when it was published. Perhaps. I'm going to guess 2011. Yeah, because the last one came out in 2014. Let's see. 2011. Look at you. Ooh, what a guess. All right. I want to talk about some things. There is a... Uh, I don't even know how to be PC about this. Um, there is a chapter uh, right off the bat where a bus is sent to collect oh, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the depot tunnel fledglings to go back to the house of night um trigger warnings because yeah i'm not going to say the words but um i guess very ableist comment very ableist comment i guess in america they have like oh and here they have um special education buses for um Yeah. yeah for people with uh learning disabilities and intellectual disabilities um and it is commonly referred to as the short bus which is horrible but anyway and so uh throughout this chapter it is referred to as a short bus several several times um and the r word is thrown around a lot and not yeah from like from the outset and throughout of this series yeah it's just the heavily emphasized like they even joke to each other like oh we're taking the short bus and all that yeah. type of stuff yeah and so, like yeah, someone's heavily like emphasized. yeah and someone's just like haha well you are a r word or whatever um yeah yeah, and it's like this was 2011, and I was reading a lot of books in 2011. I was reading a lot of YA, YA around 2011, and I don't think any other book was outrightly this disgusting. <laughs> no, hell no. Yeah, and it's like, how, like, I understand that. How do they get away with yeah, it? Yeah, I understand that our humor has changed and society has changed, but how many editors did it go through where it's like, this yeah, is right. fine? <laughs> I mean, even in the first book, like, the R words flashed about, like, Mm. Again, but the two thousand. I feel like two thousand seven is a bit yeah, different. Yeah, two thousand seven, two thousand eleven. Yeah, but yeah, 
how does it get through? I mm. don't know. Mm. Maybe this maybe they're self published and just hope for the best. Yeah. But yeah, nah, yeah, that whole first chapter, I hated reading it, or the the first couple of chapters when they're talking about it, and like, yeah, the, the constant, they constantly make jokes, the characters with each other about it, and it's like, oh, just shut up. Yes. Get your bus and go. Yeah, get on the bus and go. Um, my second qualm is with the audiobook. Oh. Um, Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, as you all know that I used to be a very non-audiobook person, and I've kind of been swayed because I can listen to books at work now. Um, hey. Yes, but <laughs> this audiobook really fucked me up. Um, first of all, they call Neferit Neferit. Ooh. Yeah. Neferit. Yeah. <laughs> Giving me like like you know like a ferret. Like yeah, exactly. Vibes. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like, I, it and like I get that they're saying it like yeah phonetically, but yeah, I was like I've never heard it Neferit. Neferit. So I, I could never do yeah. audiobooks. I need a particular like tone of voice narrator and I need them to pronounce the characters' names the way I pronounce them. Yeah, well, some of them like that I've listened to are good. Like the graphic audios are really good. Um, and then Vow of Thieves and Dance of Thieves were really good because they had different actors. Anyway. Yeah. So there's that. And then this, whoever's uh, audioing, voiceovering, um, is clearly... Voice actor. Yeah, voice actor. Is clearly a white female. Um, and then also, so for like... Cremisha's no yeah I don't think I know where this yeah, is going like chapters and also for Shawnee um they put no. on a very distinct like accent and inflection in their words oh no yeah and I was like this is racist the the book doesn't stem far or the audiobook doesn't stem far from the original uh, yes and guess, like I'm not damn. surprised because the um authors are racists yeah fair enough but yeah <laughs> And we're only doing the doing the series just as like a reflection of like what was like read in high school. It was it's just a re, yeah. uh, just like a revisit. Mm. Like we don't, as we said, like we don't believe in any of like the terminology or like in, believe in what like yeah the audiobook artist narrator does and how she yeah, yeah changes her accent on inflicts with like black characters and stuff. But uh-huh. like it was, it was just a saucy ish young adult wrote <laughs> vampire book is all it yeah. is. Yeah. Okay. And it's obviously not hitting. It's not hitting. Yeah. So those are like external qualms, but now internal plot qualms. Suddenly we have. I think we touched on this in the last one. So suddenly we had magic. We have magic. Like old magic. Old yes, magic. Yes. Proper magic. And of course Zoe can like wield magic and see it and see it and stuff because of course she'll be like the long lost magic wielder or whatever. Yeah, anyway. for sure. And then also, uh, new character, Shaylin has true sight and can see like people's auras or whatever and like what they truly are and colors and like what they mean (sighs) stop introducing things stop it or at least have it introduced five books ago and then have it become important now yeah maybe that's what they don't when they're writing this book they're probably something they didn't understand was the foreshadowing but who knows, maybe this is a foreshadow in itself because Zoe might have true sight at some point. I don't care. Zoe has everything. I get it. She's the chosen one. Also, funny how she hasn't had any new tattoos kind of happen, but I suppose she hasn't really made a well, great... she's just come back from like, the dead. ...battle. I mean, yeah, but I suppose... But nothing big has or significant has happened in order for her to have achieved it and, like, ticked it off her little box of tattoos that she's earned. Yeah. But yeah, oh well, I suppose, yeah, I, I, I agree with that, Quam. Like, this whole true side thing, it seems a pretty um, OP as well. But, like, it's good that she doesn't, like, because there's this whole poem as well within, like, the Shaylin true side stuff. And it's 
it's a matter of if she's able to even um, understand it or interpret it properly. So, like, she's just seeing colours and she's telling people, oh, you're purple, oh, you're black, oh, you're... But when she was first baby spew marked, green. like, because she was talking to Eric, and she, he was, and they were, like, discussing it, and then she's like, oh, well, like, you've got grey, which means you've just lost someone that you loved or whatever. Oh, so she does so have she, some sort yeah, of, like, she knew, Yeah, she listed off, like, fucking four or five colours that he had, and she's like, this is what this means, this is what this means. And also, they had such an opportunity to have a... Uh, disability like awareness and representation and like it would have been cool if she was blind but like could see people's auras um, oh yeah yeah but yeah, yeah, they've yeah. just been like oh you're marked now you can see and it's like there goes like any rep <laughs> yeah i get that it is annoying yeah but like oh i love that idea of like yeah being blind but being able to see some sort of color or aura around somebody like that would have been so cool yeah would have been like very progressive as well yeah but considering the first chapter is all about making jokes about the short bus, understandable why mm. that did not go that route. But yeah, that's pretty much kicks off also part of the book is Eric and his first tracking journey. And yeah. he actually has a chapter. He has a point of view for oh once. Oh my god. This is the first I, time. His chapter was fucking disgusting. Sorry. I'm just like, <laughs> I don't know. I've got, yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at this point, if this, if this is the book that's getting you riled up, I'm happy to quit. <laughs> After this episode, I'm happy to quit. <laughs> but then what are we going to do for the rest of November? We'll just push everything forward. We should have done Halloween books. <laughs> I mean, if we stop now, there's time. <laughs> maybe we should just... Maybe I'll just read the last one and I'll tell you what happens. Okay. And then we can have a little episode of it. <laughs> I can't do three more of these, oh, Claire. I can't. Oh. But, like, I've actually started Hidden and, like, I'm, I really like the Nobius chapters, though. Yeah, no, there's, like, it, it's getting good. Actually, no, fuck, we'll just power through. We'll power through. Know. We're just having a, a moment of weakness and doubt. Yeah, maybe I'll go yeah. back and read from Blood and Ash again, just to, like, get hyped about fantasy. Get feel, to feel something again. I need to feel something. <laughs> um, anyway. Sorry, no. we digress. <laughs> yeah, Eric's, Eric's chapter. <laughs> just let me, let, let, let me get to it. Uh, while you get to it I just want to say quickly like it was pretty cool how like we got the point of view of a tracker because like yeah. you know the trackers has played a significant role in marking teenagers as fledglings yeah I was just gonna say and we were able to you know understand like his anxiety and he's scared about doing it because he feels like he doesn't know what he's doing but it all seems to come relatively natural and in a way he thinks he's fucked up but I know you're probably gonna go over that but yeah it was just very interesting to see how the tracking process is actually how it occurs with an actual tracker yeah but yeah go ahead I'm just going to read a couple of like a little thing about Bob's little excerpts. So, uh, he'd been walking slowly back to the drama room, wishing hard that instead of entering a class, he was going to be making a grand entrance to a movie set set in LA, New Zealand, Canada, hell, anywhere but Tulsa, Oklahoma. He'd also been wondering how he'd gone from the hottest fledgling on campus and the next Brad Pitt, according to the top vampire casting agent in LA, to a drama professor and a vampire tracker. Zoe, Eric mumbled to himself. My shit started to go down downhill the day I met her. Then he felt crappy about saying that, even if there was no one around to hear him, he really was okay with Z. They were kind of even friends. What he wasn't okay with was all the crazy stuff that went on around her. She's a damn freak magnet, he thought to himself. No wonder they'd broken up. Eric was no freak. Oof. Yeah, Eric, we don't stand. <sighs> But if you know how you think about like Nyx being the overbearing, you know, goddess and like she has a plan and like this is like kind of Zoe's life plan and like the people around her. I feel like this is was going to happen to Eric regardless, you know, 
So, like, it's not, like, explicitly Zoe's fault because this is all, you know, Nyx's path, the destiny, yeah. you know? I just, like, Eric had so much potential as a character. And, like, two episodes ago, they kind of became friends again. Yeah. Like, they kind of made up in that allies. Yeah, and in the first book, like, yeah, he was a love... The first couple of books, he was a love interest or whatever. And I just feel like he had so much potential to just be this, like, guiding light because he was older and he'd gone through the change and he knew things about, like, bloodlust and stuff and blah, 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 blah. And I just feel like, yeah, he could have been this, like, really good... Mentor. Yeah, mentor. Really good sounding board for her... Like, she could have been like, hey, like, this is happening. I don't know what to do. Like, and he could have been like, hey, that's fine. I'll sort you out. And instead he's like, ew, you rejected me. You're a freak. I don't want to have anything to do with you. Yeah, he's very selfish and very tunnel visioned in his future and what could have been for him and his sense of famousness. Yeah, I just don't know what happened to him. <laughs> yeah, neither. I don't know. Maybe they just had to make way for Stark being like the one... Because, you know, she's always started out with, like, 800 boyfriends. And now we're simmering it down yeah. to, like, one, one or even two now with Heath slash Aurochs. But, yeah, I think it was just the way to get Eric kind of out of the way. Yes, but he could have gotten out of the way without being an asshole. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I agree with that. Yeah, it is very frustrating. Because, yeah, they, they kind of made up two books ago where they're allies. And, yeah. you know, they see effort for who she is. And, like, he seems like an ally. Yeah. Now he's just, yeah... But remember, they're just his internal thoughts and stuff. So, like, and but, but like, how he interacts with Zoe moving forward is very, like, two-faced in that sense. But, like, what's a boy to do? Not be an asshole. <laughs> very selfish, again. Yeah. Yeah. I, like, it's just, like, how do I say this? You know it's real when you got to say, how do I say this? <laughs> uh, it's just men who can't handle rejection. Oh, and yeah, I just like yeah, I, I feel like it's guys who are like oh, I'm stuck in the friend zone. It's like the friend zone doesn't exist. If I don't have feelings for you, I don't have feelings for you. I consider you a friend. The fact that you think that any female who is a friend with you wants to fuck you, like that's a you problem. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For yeah. sure. And it's like, well, she broke up with me because of Stark or whatever. Like he, she broke up with me because of this. It's like, no, she broke up with you because you're stupid. <laughs> Yeah, you're just an idiot, yeah. Because he's jealous and uh, possessive and yeah, not not really helpful. Because, like, again, he he's the one that explained to Zoe that, like, she could have a human consort and, like, a vampire lover and, like, now she has a warrior's oath and stuff. And, like, but he was just not okay with it. Yeah. I mean, it's fine to not be okay with it, but to be in that manner where he's you're slut-shaming the next day after being broken up broken up and like just being snarky yeah it's not good immaturity of boys like, yeah I guess. who's the one telling her yeah you can have a consort and you can have a lover and blah 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 and it's like okay you told her that why are you then now not okay with it this is where i, I kind of yeah miss the heath and stark kind of uh allyship between them because like they understand what their roles are separately for zoe but they can still kind of get along ish and just keep peace but yeah, yeah eric could not do that yeah this is an Eric hate zone. Although it was very interesting, his first tracker, you know, experience, despite you know his feelings and his yeah. thoughts about. I Zoe, just love that still, he it was very interesting. Fucked it up so badly. I feel like, but like, how do you fuck it up? Because it seems like him just turning into a tracker just happened like that, unless something else is at play, which yeah. I don't know. A divine intervention. Yeah, because I feel like it's like a thing that like yeah, you become it, and then you it's just inherently known in you, like what to do. Like he had that like going over, like he's got to go to like number one smith street half yeah. an hour in and out like yeah so then so then he would know kind of what to say but i don't understand what the whole i don't know what i'm doing if he seemingly at the same time kind of does know 
But then why waste his, have his talent be an actor? Or is it just to recite all that poem stuff? Yeah, is that what yeah. his true calling is? That whole spiel, you know, before being yeah. marked. But yeah, imagine what a waste. Like you off to be a talented actor and then you're just stuck being a tractor. Yeah. Tracker having to recite the same thing. Stuck to being every... a tractor. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I, get, I don't know. I just, I don't know what's going on. I can't talk properly. Yeah. And then, yeah. And um, a fun fact is that he does believe he's stuffed up somehow, but he managed to turn this chick into, or Shailene, Shailene, yeah. into a red fledgling, which yeah. is new, which is weird. Yeah. This is why I think either Eric becoming a tracker is something that is like an unnatural thing, like an unnatural force made him that way in order to like do this. Yeah. Or as we were talking about two books ago, ago oh, what, the accent, Jesus, <laughs> um, <laughs> about, about good or, or light being the inherent standard for morality yeah now that clona or the even darkness now has his step in this realm perhaps it's like a 50 50 split are you going to be blue or are you going to be red mm. yes very and true. as nick's as nick's keeps it, it keeps being reaffirmed throughout the whole book like evil does not always equate to darkness just as light doesn't always equate to good so like shailene may be red and she might just end up like stevie ray just a, like a red vampire with good with a good humanity. So but well interesting to see how that goes, I guess. Yeah, I'm just like wondering if it means anything. Because she also, yeah, got like that really cool new gift straight away as well. I suppose hopefully it gets resolved and we find out. Unless it's just gonna be that thing that's introduced and just never spoken about again. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, if we I mean if we stop now, we never have to know. <laughs> I need to know who is endgame. Right. Oh, I feel like it has to be Stark. You don't sound convinced. I just think that this Aurochs is going to have something. Just because it's Heath's body and like it's they're described yeah. as being soulmates, Zoe and Heath. So perhaps in I reckon in this life, because Heath is an Aurochs and like it's not fully him, it's just It's like his, a fragment his soul of his is soul. He, yeah, so like it's not a full soul. So I feel like he'll will like negate this lifetime. Zoe can be with Stark, and then in their next full lifetime, they can then find each other again. But anyway, that's my theory. Maybe in the like, yeah, in the other like the afterlife, they find each other or something. Oh wait, does he? Because he had the choice of staying in the afterlife, blah 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 blah. You know, wait for Zoe. They reincarnate, and everything's all hunky dory for the next lifetime. But now that he's used his soul to sacrifice himself to be this weakness for Aurochs. Does that mean, like, if Aurochs dies, does he still go to the, like, over other world no, again? No, because I thought or? Nick's, maybe because Nick said, oh, you can go into this Aurochs because that's your, like, your role to help Zoe, like, your soul. But I think it was, like, he's still... I feel like this is, like, this is the ultimate sacrifice. Like, his soul is done from this point on. Mm. Oh, I don't know. We'll probably have to just read and find out, I guess. Yeah. Because it's, because it's a vessel, it's a compromised vessel made from darkness. Like, once darkness is fully destroyed, if it gets destroyed, Heath's soul would, I would assume, would be gone and not be allowed to reincarnate. I, uh, no, because I don't, so I think that the idea was that he could leave his, like, he could stay in the other world and Mm -hmm. he could, like, choose to, like, move into the afterlife. Yeah. Or, yeah, he could give his soul, like rebirth as aurochs so maybe if like they get aurochs to like like Raphael choose the path of light then it's just like heath again maybe but i'm just thinking i was just thinking did he just um decide against the rebirth in order to come back so quickly does that 
not? Does that like negate his soul from going through the cycle again? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we're just being too profound and asking too deep. It's not that deep. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> so maybe. By what we've just discussed, we don't think like the authors are very into the whole, you know, the science of it. I guess perhaps it might be explained. I am also sorry. Trying to find like a summary of redeemed. Oh, okay. Um, You're going to like spoil yourself live right now? Yeah, but I can't fucking find anything, so... <laughs> oh, thank God. Yeah. You're going to have to read it <laughs> like the rest of us? I'm going to have to read it. <laughs> <laughs> you really don't want to. Mummy, I don't want to. All right. How about moving on with the book, important parts that happen. Um, yes. We'll just talk about this now, kind of. Back to Shawnee. Like, she has a pretty kind of... I don't know, weird breakup with Erin over the yeah. most stupidest menial thing. Like, it's because, the most, oh. oh my god, and she's like, oh, I get Raphael because I have daddy issues too. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, it's, all right. <laughs> but, I, but the conflict is like, Erin doesn't care. Erin just ignores her trauma and goes shopping, which is, yeah. you know, a fair coping, mecha- fair coping mechanism. But it's just, it was so stupid how Erin, I feel like, could not at least sympathize with Shawnee, you know, missing her dad because of her backstory, you know, being the rich kid, but, like, the parents were kind of absent. A bit different to, like, Aphrodite, where her parents literally, like, verbally abuse her Yeah, exactly. And, and bully her. But, yeah, Shawnee seems like having absent parents, or an absent father, at least. But, like, yeah, I mean, it's cool that, like, she's having some sort of, I guess, development in a way, that she's having her own moment, you know, expressing her feelings and her missing her father and all that type of stuff because of, yeah again with Raphael like um his missing Kelowna or Kelowna is like throughout this book missing him but yeah it's just a stupid fight and they break their twinship over it it's like come on that's all I wanted to kind of get out of the way before I lose sight um of yeah I'm you doing. are going to there's gonna be more stuff there's <laughs> <laughs> gonna be more stuff Ooh. all right well now that I've just had a quick thought I reckon Aaron's gonna be the one to die Oh, interesting. Who do you think are endgame couples? Zoe Stark, Stevie Ray, Raphim, because they're uh, Aphrodite. They're, well, they're, they're linked forever. The established. Like, I, what I've read so far, it gives me no inclination of anyone else being in a relationship. Unless I've just... Other than Lenobia and her little farmhand. <laughs> <laughs> her farmhand human boy. Mm. Okay, um, no, that's fair. I just wanted to... <laughs> Nefret and her fucking bestiality bull <laughs> their end game until she dies if she dies i just want also the Kelowna aya thing to be resolved because now that we know well i suppose we don't know like because re- reincarnation or we do know reincarnation is a thing so like obviously well it's more concrete now with the whole nyx offering heath yeah. or ox and all that type of stuff yeah so like i just want them to be resolved so Kelowna can fuck off yeah fair enough who are your who are your end game couples or I suppose you know more than me so like you're gonna be a bit more careful in what you say other than the like I don't even ship any other side characters with each other because there hasn't been much of them to ship you know I'm just going to say Zoe and Stark but I'm also going to say that we what other, we also have had issues in other books where they introduce no it's this series where they introduce characters just to pair them off just solely the series <laughs> yeah and and then I'm also going to say that just because two people are single doesn't mean they have to get together and move to 
Florida together and go and live in another house at night and teach there together. <laughs> okay. I was just going to say, I think, I think Eric and Shawnee have a bit of a flirt, I think, this book as well. But, like, I don't the way we just talked about Eric, he deserves to be alone and die alone, you know. Don't give me that look. <laughs> Um, oh no, Shaylin Shail- uh, he had to flirt with. Sorry, not Shawnee. But does Eric not flirt with everyone? I mean, yeah. I mean, he is yeah. the hottest boy in the house of night. Yeah. Self-proclaimed. No issue, but just saying. Yeah. <laughs> have like a, a um, polyamorous relationship. Have multiple lovers. But yeah, like, again, I don't ship side characters because we don't really see them interact with each other other than, you know, the main characters who are already in a relationship. Um, all right, moving on to the actual plot of the book, I guess. <laughs> I, I love, love the ramble, though. Yeah. Love it, love it. Um, get it, get all the feelings out there. This is like a therapy session. <laughs> so um, probably going to move forward with any details. But yeah, the book starts off about, you know, the short bus and like Eric tracks Shaylin. But we have another surprise entering the House of Night. Thanatos. Mm-hmm. Thanatos? Mm-hmm. Whatever. The high, vamp- high council vampiric chick who has an affinity for like death and all that type of stuff. She is coming to teach a class because she low-key wants to keep an eye on whatever the fuck Nefret is up to. And, and because they're just down professors because, like, everyone's dying. dying. yeah. Um, I was um, going to say... Dragon's still grieving. Oh, yes. And, and Lenobia just has a human stable hand because Nefret wants to have chaos by incorporating humans into this world. Uh, Thanatos is, like, the only one that is already... Well, like, the only adult that is kind of seeing... Um, Nefret. At least from the outs, like as a third party, yes, because Lenovia is just trying not to get her ass killed and Dragon is, you know, just grieving. He's not thinking clearly. He doesn't really know what's going on. Yeah, should I refer to Nefret as Neferit from now on? (laughs) (laughs) No, no, please don't. We've we've been calling her Nefret this entire time. Ah, Neferit. Ooh. No, it's, we're too far gone at this point. (laughs) Well, yeah, now that I remember, like, yeah, there was a whole meeting there was um excuse me there was a skype meeting <laughs> a skype meeting yeah also another yeah another little qualm that i have um wait i know how i fucking feel about modern technology in books um <laughs> <laughs> yes and it's yep. just like as always like uh, i'm actually like really bad with technology like i can send a tweet sure but like how do i connect my iphone to a new laptop and it's like <laughs> wow it's like Christian cast, no PC cast, you are coming through so hard right now. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like a storm. It's so yeah. cringy. I can't. Yeah. And then it's like, yeah. um, oh, yeah, like we have to have a Skype meeting. And it's like, I wonder if like Twitter, Skype, like if they had some sort of like sponsorship or whatever with. I feel like no. Yeah, but because like, really. yeah, why wouldn't. Because I feel like in a lot of other books, it'll just be like, oh, like I had a video call. Like I had a video chat. Yeah. Like it's never like yeah. even. um, Yeah, in like, uh, it starts with us when Lily and Atlas are video chatting. It never says like, oh, he FaceTimes me. It says they video call. Yeah. But they did mention TikTok though. So like, you're trying to hide it, but then you're also name drop. Yeah, I get it. Maybe back then, like, the whole uh, product placement is just because it's what's available at the time and it seems to make sense. Like, it's not necessarily, yeah, like a paid advertisement. I don't think they got paid to say Skype and all that type of stuff. Yeah. But but if this book was, like, released now, like, being very PC'd and, like, edited and all that, like, they st- I don't think they'd still... They, they wouldn't say Skype or, yeah, or TikTok or Twitter or whatever. Yeah. Without any sort of... um 
Or they'd have to be like, you know, we've mentioned this, 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 we're not sponsored, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Because there's a lot of discourse in the tickety-tock about uh, creators not disclosing that they're uh, advertising stuff. So, oh, really? No-no. Yeah, they have to write hashtag ad. Oh, yeah, I was going to say. And then I've seen, um, I th- think you're about to say the same thing, but I know I've seen on, like, Instagram posts where, like... Even Instagram, yeah. Yeah, they'll have either in a video or, like, on a post or whatever, and they'll have, like, say... Like it's a coloured background or whatever, and so they make the hash the font the te- font the text the text colour the same colour yeah. as the background, and that's where it says like hashtag ad, so you can't see it. Yeah. But it's still like if you look at the analytics or whatever, like you can say, well, it's still in there, like hashtag ad. Like, why are you trying to be sneaky about it? Yeah. Like, and I think we've yeah also had this conversation. Like, if someone's paying me to advertise something and like I like it, then I would be like, hey, fucking use this. Like, I'm getting paid to tell you guys to use it. So yeah, and it's something that you agree with and align with. Yeah. Maybe it's just for some people, it's just something they kind of don't agree with, but because they're getting paid the big bucks to say it, they gotta like pretend and kind of upkeep. Mm, maybe. Um, what they want to say and to try and sell it, etc. But yeah. yeah. Back to this book for a sec. Yeah, I don't think saying Twitter and Skype is relevant to... Yeah. It's just, yeah, it draws into the real world of what's happening at the time. Yeah. Zoe did say Skype, like, several times, and it was really annoying. Yes, I was like, please stop. <laughs> but yeah, so there's this whole meeting, like, housekeeping meeting for Nefret in order to organise the House of Night. And it was with the Vampiric High Council. And Zoe is also there to uh, ask permission to start her own House of Night in the depot so they don't have to traverse through school and all that mm-hmm. or to the House of Night and stuff. And then Nefret's all like, but I'm still your high priestess. And everyone's like, no. And yeah. so like, I'll be the high priestess. And it's like, fine. All good. I know. And I just, again, stop introducing things. I thought that, oh, I guess that like Stevie does have like affinities and powers and stuff. But like, I feel like willy nilly everyone's just like, okay, well, I'll go be a high priestess. And it's like, isn't there some sort of like, uh, criteria or like I feel like you have to be like specially chosen by like Nyx or whatever like yeah I suppose Zoe having all five affinities you know is the one what is the stepping stone to being a high priestess yeah or at least having an affinity or at least a relatively powerful one but also yeah undergoes years of training and servitude and all that type of stuff Mm. but I guess in Stevie Ray's context being like the first red fledgling with an affinity like that gives her a bit more speciality equivalent to Zoe yeah for the red fledglings at least so probably why and plus the red fledglings would probably feel or at least the good red fledglings feel a lot more comfortable around Stevie Ray's uh, leadership yeah but yeah it's just that like the bantering between make sure I'm still the high priestess or whatever it was just annoying but then Zoe also explains how the Sky Island in Scotland or in Europe or whatever they're planning on opening themselves up and you know the high vampiric high council should you know um also take steps in order to allow create a space for humans and vampires to work a bit more closely together and this is where Nefret gets the idea of like having humans at the house of note therefore Lenobia has her stable boy and like there's also a mention of this other chick uh, is it Gaia vampire she's with all the grass and the flowers and she gets pissed off because they're trying to mow in the middle of the day and it's just a stupid little scene <laughs> I do not I remember know. this <laughs> I don't know I, I remember it so vividly because it's just so stupid uh but yeah humans are being integrate well at least human volunteers are being integrated into the house of mm. night which seems like a dumb idea, but... <laughs> yeah, but, like, yeah, Nefret wants to cause chaos, and chaos she ha- will have. But, yeah, I suppose the main point of this book is, of course, Aphrodite and Chromitia have their visual visions and the poem... Oh, I was going to say poem visions, but I know that's not poem, right. <laughs> uh, 
prophecies. Oh, Prophecy, that's it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the main point of this book is because Zoe's mother is dead. Yes. And Zoe res- was, had a dream. Nyx showed her her mother being introduced into the other world, yeah. etc. And so while Thanatos, Thanatos is here, because um, she deals with death, she's like... Because she sees Zoe um, very like anxious and upset and angry about you know what's happened to her mother and she believes it was she was murdered mm-hmm. and so Thanatos is like we'll have a special like death reveal ritual we'll go to grandma's uh, lavender farm and we will cast a circle and we'll see what's going on so that's yes. the main point main I guess climax of the- yeah which doesn't happen until the last chapter <laughs> yes 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 yeah but of course every the solution to everything is to cast a circle which I'm so, like, I'm over it. It's repetitive. <laughs> because it's very in, repetitive. Yeah, in every single book now, there's been, oh, big issue, let's cast a circle. And it's like, I liked in the first book when, yeah, the stakes were really high, like, Heath had come, like, and the bad entities were, like, taking over, like, Aphrodite and everything. And Zoe's like, fuck, what do I do? And they're like, cast a circle. like, And then it's like, yes, like, she's coming to her power and she's figuring things out. And I don't think it should be every issue should be so easily resolved, like, because it makes it easy. Yeah. Like, every single conflict. It just relies like, on the magic. Yeah, every single conflict is like, oh, okay, we cast a circle. Like, I feel like they should there should be, like, other avenues or, like, they should you know get a little bit injured yeah. or whatever or like they have to fight harder and yeah. then or even like not every book like a book or whatever like guys like we're gonna have to do a circle like i don't know yeah and i think even with the cool the one cloner was rising it was more of a supposed to be just like a cleansing type of ritual mm. and, and and then nefret just summons cloner mm. but i think that this death one was interesting because it's different in the sense where like they actually got to like witness the chain of events that led to that moment which is really cool yeah but um but yeah i think the point of that circle was the effort to be sabotaged and the sabotaging was the actual yeah uh, problem but casting the circle it's just so repetitive and it's like air come to me fire come to me thank you elements you may piss off now like yeah and just and just character reactions like oh you know when it's damien's turn he'll like i don't know have a giggle or say something uh, profound with his element and then the same with the rest of them and yeah very repetitive but yeah that's the point of the book is to get to grandma's farm and uh, kind of reveal what went down so nefret catches wind because of course she does <laughs> through aurochs because they're all in like all should we sorry i just yeah i just want to quickly touch on uh, there's a moment where, oof, I don't fucking know, Zoe's upset or something. Um, Aurox offers her a Kleenex, which oh, is yeah. something I that Heath we'll... always used to do. So I think she's kind of like, oh, this is weird. And, like, she can kind of, like, recognize. Like he, she, she's like, oh, like, he seems really familiar or whatever. And also uh, Shailen and Eric, like, come upon them or whatever. And Shailen sees Nefred and says that she like her color is like the color of dead fish's eyes yeah yeah and like i don't really think that true sight is used that often like apart from like these first few times the auras and stuff is the is the affinity doesn't necessarily mean it's true sight i don't think they are very aware of what like the actual true sight entails yeah so like it's still perhaps it's closely linked with the affinity of seeing auras and colors and stuff but maybe it's just not quite unlocked because yeah that would be very i don't know 
very kind of OP early on. Yeah. But yeah, the Aurochs thing, yeah, because I think Heath said to Stark before he moved on, remember to keep a Kleenex because Zoe gets very snotty when she cries. Yeah. And I think, obviously, Heath has kept that deep in his soul. Yeah. And now is presenting that through Aurochs. Yeah. Although, I must say, it's very clever because Nefret declared Aurochs being a gift from Nyx. Mm-hmm. And so, therefore, Nefret is forgiven and absolved for her insanity of <laughs> proclaiming to be Nyx <laughs> reincarnated. Yeah. But it's a very smart move, though, because, you know, she's trying to figure out how to, you know, bring him in without being too obvious that he's a weapon of sorts mm. but it is very weird how like they've noticed as well that Aurochs is only in one class and that is the Natos's class yes and that's at her request yes and then he's just patrolling the grounds all yeah the time, because he's not really a student and he's having a poor little existential crisis he's been there for five minutes yeah. he, <laughs> the man does not know what he's doing because he's like because the Natos is trying to like has she has a very unique way of teaching and everyone asks, writes a question down. And I think this is where she gets the death ritual from because Zoe, I don't know, wants something, how to get over like a dead parent or something. Mm. And that's what prompts this. And then Aurochs is like, what am I? Yeah, Aurochs is like, send help, please. <laughs> and, he's fe- and he's feeling all these emotions and he saves Zoe because Nefret tries to incapacitate her by a tree branch or limb falling and then Aurochs like accidentally saves her. Uh, yeah, because also I think that like, yeah, that part of Heath's, because and also because Nick's put his soul in Aurochs to be like this is how you're going to save Zoe like yeah yeah for sure yeah we all we, yeah we all know that like yeah ultimately you know Heath is trying to his soul is or embodiment is leaking through Aurochs so, yeah yeah it's always going to be a problem and thus that's why the sacrifice of Linda isn't so great and caused this weakness yes Stark is having some weird dreams there was a moment where he's like talking to like someone he refers to as the other I was kind of skimming his dreams. To be fair, we are seeing Stark's dreams from Kelowna's point of view because he is still trying to integrate mm. using his soul, con- immortality soul connection in order to try and... <laughs> I don't know, because he seems to only use it when Stark and Zoe have sex, mm. which is gross. But he's in the moments where they're not doing that, yeah, Stark is having weird dreams about like this other persona or person in his mind or whatever that's called the other and i don't seem to know who it is or because it's a very like brutal side like he's like hey fucker all that type of stuff that type of dialogue so i don't know stark's having a weird time is it not just like the call of Kelowna that like he's hearing and he's trying to be like shut the fuck up no uh, Kelowna is witnessing stark interact with this other personality of stark so like i don't know if it's like yeah. a weird warrior thing yeah. or if it's just like just like perhaps he's filled with a bit of like hatred and like it's tr- he's trying to convince him type of to turn or something. I don't know. Yeah. But Kalona witnesses it and he, I don't know, does something and severs that connection. Yeah. While Rafim or Raphaim is having daddy issues, Kalona is having <laughs> missing my son issues. Yes, he's like, oh, my favorite son. Yeah. Quick. Oh, yeah. We're introduced to like another one of the other brothers, uh, Nizrok. Nizrok. And oh my God, his voice in the audiobook is so fucking stupid. <sighs> Yes, I'm father. So what do you want me to do? <laughs> God damn. Oh, that's so weird. That woman did that girl did this to you. <laughs> just <laughs> Just the way the the speech is written in the book annoys me. But like it is what it is because they're half bird, I half know, human, but whatever. It sounds like this and it's like silly. Igor. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> like a weird eagle moment. Uh, yeah. Rest I am. <laughs> Kenzie, you should be a voice actor. You are a boy. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you not a bird? <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, but yeah, Nizrok becomes the favourite son for like five minutes. Yeah, it's because Kalea's like, well, no one else can do my bit. No one else is human enough. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> or beast enough yeah. to do it. See, there is a moment where they intercept uh, Raphael at school and Nizrok is trying to get him to spy on the House of Night for Kelowna, um, which he refuses to do, which is fair enough, because he just wants to be a good boy, remain human, mm. and live the human school experience. Yeah. He's like, Daddy, this isn't a phase. <laughs> it's my life Daddy, now. It. <laughs> <laughs> he wants to do good by Stevie Ray. Yeah. And there's a moment where he does something and Zoe is with him or someone's with him just to vouch for him because he is that scared of like coming across as a, a double crosser yeah. or a betrayer. Yeah. Um, and obviously this leads to a confrontation with like Dragon and the son of Erebus Warriors because they think he's a bit, he's attacking gonna attack the school etc et yeah because he, th- he then, yeah dragon like thinks that he's plotting and so there's this whole big stupid miscommunication confrontation thing and i think Kelowna comes by as well i'm mm. not sure i don't remember no that's at the end never mind but yeah so i just hate all these misunderstandings that's like chapters of characters being like no he is this we stand by him and then the other character say like dragon is like no he killed my wife yeah <laughs> and it's like wouldn't you just if you were dragon like take a sabbatical <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, t- exactly go on personal leave <laughs> I mean, on TikTok and stuff, the amount of like uh, discourse I get about like paid time off and how much it is like frowned upon. Like, the yeah. poor, I don't think the guy could get away. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he could get away. So yeah, that's uh, Kelowna's kind of struggle. He misses his son, um, and then I think he has an interaction with Shawnee, which is weird. She gives him a phone to try and like so he can contact Raphael Ref- at yeah. the time because yeah. Kelowna is supposedly in hiding and banished for a century yeah Shawnee's daddy issues mixed with Kelowna's I miss my son issues you know two worlds collide so but it's it's it gives you another kind of angle on Kelowna like maybe he really does love his son you know he has like the human in him that the immortal has seemed to have overtaken like there is something there from the yeah whole and I to, think also but... because like he gave up part of his immortality essence yeah like maybe that has made sure. him like more human as well and maybe the fact that nix has shown up and like i think he asked like could you ever forgive me and she's like blah 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 in time maybe like he has to do something to earn it yeah so like yeah maybe he's just mixing with the fact that he's kind of seen his ex-lover and he's just like oh maybe i am the problem yeah <laughs> Oof. but like i mean i don't think he is <laughs> No, I don't know. I mean, he's a but problem then, like, in that he's done some awful, batshit, crazy shit. But I don't think, yeah, in this scenario, he is truly the problem. But at this point as well, the tables have turned on him because Nefret is the one that's kind of entrapped him in this situation. And she, he, she's manipulating him. She's abusing him. Whereas, you know, in the law, Cherokee laws and legends, he was the predator amongst women. But now he's the one that's being chained up and kind of put on a leash. So obviously he doesn't like that. So... But yeah, just hate the total flip around. Oh no, it, maybe it's not really a total flip around because yeah, he's just trying to work against Nefret now. Mm. I don't know. And they all do come with a truce, the group and Kalona. They have like a little allyship because their now common enemy is Nefret. What else to talk about just before we talk in- about the big battle? Lenobia and Travis, they're cute, right? Sure. <laughs> cute <moments. laughs> 
again, they keep we keep bringing up reincarnation, and from what I've read so far in Hidden, like oh, it's obviously true. But no, I, I don't know. It's nice to get Lenobia's kind of point of view and learn a little bit about her and her history as well. Because since the battle at the House of Night against Kelowna and stuff, like her and Dragon, of course, have held the significant positions of the school, and they're also the guiding light teachers. So it's nice for them to be highlighted a little more. But again, yeah, because I think, yeah, so before this it was Dragon's novella and then after and then after this is Lenobia's novella. So I think it only makes them significant because they have their own, like, books surrounding right. this in the timeline-wise. Yeah. Does that mean she's going to die after her novella, the next book? Uh, I cannot remember. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, Aphrodite has, like, a, a very traumatic vision about death or no dragon killing Raphael and again very traumatic her visions seem to be getting intense and more intense as it goes on like her eyes are described as bleeding and all that type mm-hmm. of stuff pretty profusely and just the banter of you gotta have water before you whine and all that stuff it's like I don't care yeah. <laughs> so do you want to just go straight to like the 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 ending I guess yes. I don't think there's really much else to really talk about right now that I can remember yeah I think and we I will continue to say this and we have said it before that these books are a lot of nothing things happen to individuals but they aren't necessarily forwarding the plot um it's always yeah it's and then everything happens within the last two chapters yeah so yeah Thanatos is like because Zoe's still like oh like I don't understand like my mum's dead like blah 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 Nefret had something to do with it and Thanatos is like oh hey well there's this thing that you've never heard of before <laughs> um but but I, but I can do because I have an affinity for death um and it's called a like truth ceremony or like a reveal ceremony it's a yeah reveal ritual yeah, yeah. reveal ritual um and we can like get little like astral projections of like what happened do you want to do you want to do you want do you want to cast a circle and do this <laughs> i suppose like they it's it was just this whole symbolism of earth is a pretty significant element because you know the blood is soaked up within the earth that type of thing and yeah all that type of stuff so mm. that's why stevie ray was pretty important in that part as well but yeah it was just yeah just that symbolism and like grandma being there because you know being the mother of linda and stuff as well yeah, and it was also at it was at her place where, because you had to go back to the place where Linda died. Yeah, and they had to do it on the fifth night since she died because of the five elements, blah, blah, blah. That was pretty cool, though. Like, the numerology and the symbolism, but you're the, over it. <laughs> yeah, but, like, you know, it just screams. You know how we're always like, oh, my God, there's, like, three sisters with three mountains and three. Like, it's 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 raging. <laughs> yeah, 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 okay. Yeah, so they go there, they do that. Um, <laughs> they do that thing. <laughs> they do that thing. Nefret again catches wind of it through Aurochs and she commands Aurochs to sabotage it. And she does it by like commanding darkness to take over Aurochs to then, yeah, uh, sabotage. And there's a sacrifice she makes for that. It is not confirmed in the book what she sacrifices it, but towards the end she is luring a cat yes. to, 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 to pay for the sacrifice. But anyway. We digress. <laughs> we digress. Um, but yeah, so... Um, and then, because of the vision, 
of Dragon killing Raphaim. Um, there's this whole... Thanatos has this whole moment where she talks to Dragon and she's like, you can't come to this thing. And then Dragon's like, I am the sword master. I must be there to protect the students. Which I think is silly because, like, yeah, if you... Because they told Thanatos about it, of course, because they obviously don't want Rafim to die and or to be killed by Dragon. Mm. Which I feel like Dragon has every right to kill him, let's be fair. I know, let's, let's, let's be honest. But it's just so funny because they, they told Thanatos to tell Dragon and then that's how Dragon ends up there. Like, if maybe if they didn't tell Thanatos, then, like, the sequence of events would change. Yeah, yeah, like it would have been a butterfly effect. Yeah, throughout the whole series, the whole point of the visions is to deviate from it but this time they've accidentally made him there but obviously it's his own choice that what defined him in that moment and we will talk about that dragon's all like all right i won't be there liar he has a moment where he's like i'm gonna go there and not and just protect the students blah 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 because he's the school's like sword he's another thing that we've never heard of before um he's the sword master i feel like he's i feel like he has been the sword master throughout the entirety i've seen it feels familiar that title for him oh really yeah. I was just like, what? <laughs> Alright, the main pivotal, kind of pivotal aspect of this book is the ritual. So they <laughs> cast the circle. Reveal ritual. Yeah, they cast the circle. Dragon is there watching, sneaking. Aurox is there watching, sneaking. sneaking. Um, watching, waiting. Raphaim is there watching and waiting. Stark is there watching and waiting. Darius is there watching and waiting. <laughs> watching and waiting. <laughs> yeah, shut up. <laughs> um... And as the casting begins, it's a pretty in- intense casting mm. because of the, the nature of it, which is pretty cool. There's, there's a bit of tension. Um, and I think, like, to w- once they cast it, Thanatos is like, all right, nothing can stop this now until someone dies, until death. Like, only death could stop yeah. the reenactment of this, which is weird and stupid because it feels because like, like Yeah, why would you do that? <laughs> yeah, and as a fully grown vampire adult, like, why would you, like, m- mislead these kids? Even though it was kind of for the greater good of Zoe getting her closure, but still, like, you'd have that risk conversation. But anyway, Orox, he's he's watching and he's, like, feeling a sense of conflict because he doesn't want yeah, to Yeah, because he doesn't want to hurt Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, oh, cute. <laughs> um, and simultaneously in this moment, uh, Nefret is making that, because uh, she senses that Orox isn't doing anything, or the threads of darkness are telling her that he's not doing anything. So this is when she makes that the bargain. And um, so Orox is kind of shifting into his bull state. Oh no, the sacrifice of this was going to be Raphaim. But yeah, anyway, Orox is shifting into his bull state and he goes to attack Raphaim. Stark and Darius are like stunned, held by darkness, so they're doing fuck Yeah, all. and Stevie Ray is like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, everyone in the circle is panicking and Zoe and Thanatos are telling them to not deviate from the circle. Oh no, well, I suppose once the vision... Or the astral projection projection of what of the story of like Nefret going to the door and killing Linda and all that is happening. Yeah. Like no one can nothing no one could stop it. Mm. So while Orox is destroying or trying to kill Raphaim, Dragon comes through and he starts slicing the bull. Yeah, he's like, Well, you know what? I'm going to attack. <laughs> he's coming to save the day. And then but the bull is like gorging him and all that type of stuff and like rest in peace, Dragon. He does he is confirmed dead. Yes. And his death, his death ultimately releases the death ritual. Um, once they realize Nefret was the one that killed Linda and all that, like that, and with Dragon's death, it all stops. And so they all go to Raphaim and treat him. He is pretty gravely injured, but yeah, Dragon confirmed dead. Col- I think there was a moment where Stevie Ray calls Kelowna and she's like, says something about Raphaim being hurt, and so Kelowna comes and joins the fray. Mm. 
And then, you know, he sees his son badly injured. He, like, hovers over him and, like, cradles him. And and he, like, yeah, like, is begging um, Nick's, yes, like, don't let him, like, be punished for my... Um, crimes, my I guess. Crimes, my misdeeds, yeah. Yeah, and so she, she does that. She grants... She's like, all right. <laughs> she just saves him. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like the whole trope, like the single tear of healing yeah. drops on the <laughs> yeah. forehead and just the magic ripple and he is alive, he he's alright. And then I think Aurox does he like run away? I forget what happens to Aurox. Like he turns back I into think, his no, so, boy form. Yeah, so and then Zoe looks at him through her because her seer stone oh. is like warm. Or whatever, and so she looks at him like through it, and she sees Heath, and so she's like Heath in it, and everyone's like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> yeah, what are you smoking? Yeah, <laughs> everyone's like, "I'm sorry, what?" So yeah, then they all have that. It's always the back and forth, but like it's Heath, and everyone's like, "No, it's not." They just tried to kill Raphael. Yeah, but it's, <laughs> but Heath. it's Heath. You know that. But yes, I guess that whole conflict gets sorted, and then Kelowna and Thanatos. Well, Thanatos has a kind of chat with Kelowna amongst everybody, and Kelowna uh, pledges warriorship to Thanatos, Thanatos which yes, is pretty cool. Yes, 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 yes. And we, what we know about warrior oaths, it's a pretty serious thing. Mm-hmm. So... Because he wants Snef for it. Yeah, I think this is pretty much like, he's choosing light. <laughs> yeah. Again, when the whole point of Nyx's or Nyx's ethos is yeah, like, evil does not always equate to darkness, nor does light always equate to good, blah blah blah. Um, so I thought that was pretty cool, though. But, like, again, like, we're really shoving away the whole Kelowna reuniting with Aya thing. Mm. Like, that's really gone out the window. Yes. Like, yeah, so he's this uh, made-up Cherokee legend. Um, <laughs> yeah. And we're just, see ya. <laughs> yeah, bye, gone. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for the intrigue, and now we're not going to use you again. Yeah. So Kelowna is, yeah, switching sides. I think ultimately now his goal is to have earned that forgiveness from Nyx. Mm. And he's going to do that through pledging his warrior oath to Thanatos and Thanatos is going to make sure um, Nefret, I guess, pays for what she's done, or is at least destroyed. Yeah, because um, they saw Nefret kill Linda. So, yeah, th- so everyone yeah, knows. Thanatos is like, um... <laughs> You're gonna die. Yeah, everyone is gonna die. And then, of course, uh, our favourite goddess shows up. Right at the very fucking end. Um, and all she says is like, <laughs> the fight will continue. Have fun, oh, yeah, friends. Yeah. Remember, this is all her destiny, the path that she's laid out for everybody. Yeah, you guys have got to do this, and then we'll be sweet. Yeah. Just, I know you're all young, but it's okay. And we're going to traumatise you severely. Yeah, but that's okay. And a few of your friends are going to die, but it's okay. It's okay. It's character building. It's about the friendship we yes. make along the way. For those that survive. I mean, like, with Dragon, like, I, I don't blame him for wanting to hating Raphael for, like, all eternity. Yeah. Like, it just sucks. It sort of just discredits his grief. Mm. Yeah, he's he's being pressured. He's like, oh, Nyx forgave Raphael, so you should too. But, like, no. Yeah. Come on. She was, Anastasia was his mate. And I feel like they've been together for fucking centuries. Yeah. So, like, it's a big thing to, like, not get over so easily. Yeah. But it's nice that, like, we've seen kind of a moment of weakness. Oh, it's not weakness. But, like, a significant amount of grief from the teacher of someone losing a mate yeah because it's very significant but yeah anyway that's the book we've been droning on and on this is going to be a, a weirdly long episode but we're i didn't just... think that we'd get this much for this book <laughs> dude we were half an hour in before even talking about the plot um <laughs> like, that's fine i love this verse though <laughs> um, i, love this I just quickly want to talk about um <laughs> sorry 
That's okay. Keep going. I don't um, care. They saw Dragon and Anastasia like reunited, but they were like oh, the yeah, the so young cool. versions of themselves. Because I guess like I think in yeah lots of religions and stuff, it's always like when you go to heaven, like you go as like the best version of yourself. Yeah, and his name is like Brian. Oh yeah, the <laughs> Brian. Yeah, like, because they see like <laughs> a, a young name. like Anastasia. I don't think they realize that it's her at first. And then, they, and then she's like, "Oh, Brian!" And they're like, "What the fuck? <laughs> Who the fuck is yeah, Brian?" Like, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now I get that. I love that. And then now they'll be reborn and they'll find each other again. Yeah, I love those c- kind of soulmate stories, like in in books and media. Just like the soulmates, oh, like, you're, you're always gonna find each other no matter what. I think my internet just died for a moment. I can't really see you right now, but that's okay. Did you hear my question? What question? All right, so okay, okay. So I'm gonna ask you a relatively personal slash relevant question, but completely up to you if you want to talk about it. Because we we're just talking about like soulmates and stuff before before I blacked out. <laughs> I was like, I was just gonna ask, do you like believe in like reincarnation? And again, if it seems like a too personal of an idea, you don't have to answer. But bro, <laughs> the amount of shit we talk about. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but still, I don't know. For the people, for the people who probably think that like I'm. Because I know in it starts with us. You tell a personal story, and it, <laughs> when I when I was editing it, it came across as like I wasn't grateful or like super sympathetic to your story. So I want to make sure that like oh, it's fun. out there. <laughs> Clear that like a backpedal. <laughs> exactly. Um, I don't know. So like, oh, this is a really deep question. But I know. So because I don't know if it's like reincarnation, but because I think that all time is happening at the same time. Yeah, I get that, yeah. Yeah, so I think that, like, I don't, yeah, I don't know if it's reincarnation, but I think, like, your soul can recognise people because, like, I think, like, just, I think friendship and, like, best friend, like, things are so weird and it's, like, yeah, like, you and I have been friends for over 10 years now. Um, yeah. But also, like, we've only been best friends for, like, I don't know. Three, four? Three or four years. Yeah, like, it's, it's yeah. weird when, like, yeah, and I think you can be friends with someone for a long time and then, like, something will click maybe or, like, I don't know, it's weird. But then there's also people that, like, I used to be really close to that I'm not as close to anymore. So, yeah, I don't know. I think that souls are weird. Like, life is fucking weird. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, I just think, like, I, I t- totally believe it to a degree. Otherwise, like, where do you go? You know? Yeah. Like, cause when, you, when you break down, like, you know, the you know molecules and like matter and all that on a scientific level level at the end of the day it's just like energy and yeah. matter yeah so like you, you lead you move toward what you're kind of like attracted like what the elements attract yeah i feel so like and i feel like yeah it could never really truly die because like what just happens to energy maybe scientists probably like know all that mm. shit but but like kind of profound spiritual level like energy needs somewhere to go and it will draw be drawn towards whatever it's get i guess attracted to yeah which leads me to my next question which is pretty funky but like do you do you believe in like the child reincarnation stories because i do yeah you know you know yeah. you know when a child yeah it's like i was this person i remember yes. this 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 yes because i've seen so many things and especially like i've seen when uh, a mother like loses a really close person to them um like right before a baby is born or like right before conceiving or whatever and I've seen so many videos and stories especially on TikTok of like a kid not a like several children um being like oh I remember when I was your dad or something yeah oh. like I was like 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 the parents like their mum's like dad yeah oh yeah like because or like a kid will be like oh I remember looking after you and now it's your turn to look after me oh 
and things like that and they'll be like um say like someone's dad died or whatever yeah um, and then they have a kid and they'll be like oh um john sent me to you like he was just he, he like wanted me to say yeah. hi or whatever or like kids calling their parents like nicknames Mm. That, like, only, like, people that have died, like, called them or whatever. Like, yeah, 100%. Yeah. And then, yeah, there's kids who, like, have been in, like, World War Two and stuff. Like, it's crazy. Claims to be, prin- like, Princess Diana or something. Yeah. Although, that'd be a bit obscure. But, like, yeah, like, I've heard of a story about, like, a World War Two pilot. Mm-hmm. And, like, the kid can name, like, the plane, the unit, and yeah. all that type of and stuff. And I think that's the same one. And he had a friend... And the friend was still alive and they yes. found him and he met him and they like could tell stories of like their time together in the war. Like how does that not prove reincarnation in a sense? Yeah. Like, oh, because yeah. there's no and way I the think, kid just makes it up. Yeah, and there's always that thing that I've heard and like I think it's so true because like old people and kids are closer to death or like life yeah. beginning. Yep. And so like I think, yeah, kids, especially, yeah, babies have like, like they can see like ghosts and yeah stuff. they see yeah, ghosts children and spirits, yeah. children are very adept to that yeah i've just seen like so seen so many stories and like yeah read so many like online forums like mum groups and stuff and it's like kids like kids have imaginations but like kids can't make this shit up no hell no yeah yeah yeah, especially if, like, a kid has never been exposed to, like... Say World like, War II. Yeah, World War II or, like, movies about ghosts or, like, any sort of, like, ghost lore. And then they'll be like, oh, like, there's a there's this person in, in my room. And you're like, well, how do you know about that? Like... Yeah, yeah. Believe children, dude. Yeah, always believe they children. they say and do... Their souls up. are innocent. Yeah, exactly. And then until you become... Grow up to become, like, yeah. a cynic and yeah. just ignore Which it. Which is, like, I have such a um qualm with this is gonna get even deeper sorry <laughs> this okay. is so no, off topic ahead. but it's like brought it up i love it though we're, we're done with the book yeah. at this point <laughs> and like um i think it's like catholicism um or like christianity that's like the idea that you're born with original with original sin so it's like as soon as you start your time on earth like you have to like work for forgiveness and it's like that's shit like no babies souls are innocent <laughs> yeah like they have done nothing wrong yeah I like the – this is, like, has no basis for truth, but, like, you know where people get – um have birthmarks and it's kind of relevant to, like, oh, how, how you died, you died. in, like, a yeah. past life? Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. I have a client that has, like, a weird birthmark right in between, like, her eyes. <laughs> and, like, we were talking about it once and, like, I didn't I didn't say it, but she's like, oh, because we are talking, talking about it. I don't know how he brought it up, but yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, you got a birthmark, like, right, like, on your forehead. And then she was like, yeah, it's because I got shot in the past life. You know, yeah. right <laughs> I know, I have um, one, I have one on my knee and I'm always just like, oh, everything changed when I took an arrow to the knee. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't think I have any like, yeah. birthmarks. And there's like law, like babies can like, be, I think they're like birthmarks, but they can be born with like little, yes, yeah, st- they're called like stalk marks. And um, oh, okay. it's about how like, it means that like a loved one sent them to you because it's like a little kiss oh. mark. Like, like that's where they oh. kiss them before they sent yeah. But, like, I have had – yeah, sorry, I, I'm i going to tell a really funky story. Sorry. It's okay. About this. Um, if you want to cut – we can cut this out if you want, but, like, I'm intrigued. It's all good. Whatever. Like, yeah. For whoever's hanging on yeah. this episode, thank you. Yeah. Um, I obviously, like, my dad's dead. Lol. Um, <laughs> but I okay. um, have dreams about him. Um, and they're very vivid, and you know that I have very vivid dreams. But just after James was born – um, I had a dream of my dad and we were at like my old house or at like my first house that I lived in with my dad, my mum and dad and like James was there and then he like ran up and was like, 
like, hi, Frank, or whatever. And then my dad, Frank, was like, oh, I've been waiting to meet you, James. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so beautiful. Yeah. Like, how does that not mean anything? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, people are going to look at that and be like, well, that's you, just... You were just thinking about your dad. <laughs> it's like, come on. Yeah. Are you sure you went shifting? I might... <laughs> fuck, I might have been. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting a lot of shifting on my TikTok. Again. Like, mine's been yeah, off again. it for a bit. Ever since, like, shift talk drama... <laughs> Yeah. Now that's yeah. Like, how do you explain that though? Yeah. Like, that's just, a, and I, I suppose that's what you take away from it as well. Yeah. Take what resonates, leave what doesn't. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But now that's so beautiful though. You could have like it could have happened at any time. Like maybe not even having James. Like you mm. could have dreamed about a baby and him being like, "Nice to meet you." But it had to happen after James was born. Like. Mm. Far out. All right, I, I, th- I think it's time to call it a night. Yeah, no <laughs> if you made it this far, give us a thumbs up. Yeah. Leave, Leave a, a comment. comment. <laughs> Tell um, us to shut up. If you find yeah, this book, but this book, we're nicely. done. We're, but we're done yeah. with this series. <laughs> um, if you find us in one place, you'll find us in all the places. We have Linktree. Link is in bio. Um, the easiest place place to find us is Instagram. Yeah, that will lead you to all the. That other will places. lead you to everything. Um. Stay safe out there, folks, and we love you. Yeah. <laughs> Keep an ear out for hidden for next week's episode. Yeah, I might be dead, but... Three books to go. Yeah. So close, yet so far. Yeah. Alrighty, thanks for listening. Catch us up next week. Bye. Bye.